That is Sitho Band Cinderella with Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. And the title of the album is called Long Cold Winter, which means a winter moment's coming. Winter's coming. That could also be, you know, talking about the new Targaryen miniseries on HBO from Game of Thrones, too. You know, winter is coming. But I think that it means more than that. I think it's the Lord preparing us. For the winter moments and then also re re realizations for many divine masculines and divine feminines or in my case 222 divine masculines they didn't know what they had until it was gone welcome to branches tarot and shadow healing my name is tracy downey i'm intuitive reader spiritual healer and guide i'm also clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient all messages that I receive come from straight from the divine and from my intuitive gifts that are messages that I basically receive from the higher realms, ascended masters. Um, if you want to call me an oracle or a prophet, that's fine. It's in scripture, so that's fine. Um, part of the spiritual journey is welcome to the new awakening. Uh, that is what the book of Revelation is all about. People seem to think that it means it's the end of days. It can be considered that if you want to stay in the low vibration. It's almost like party's over, daddy's home. I'm back, I'm judging, and I've got the karmic energy forces, and if you're going to go against the grain and you're not doing what I want you to do, I'm going to force you until you do it. So look at it that way. And many of us are realizing in, on this journey that we have a lot higher purpose as an earth angel, as myself, light worker to help humanity discover these things about themselves so they can go to a higher realm and to a higher level of consciousness because we can have earth here or shall we say heaven here on earth as long as we change our vibration and then you see the beautiful things in front of you and then you realize wow it's been here the whole entire time so so we're going to usually what we do is we talk about, you know, scriptures and we see it from, read it from the higher perspective. We also get these download messages. And, uh, but I want to tell a little tale. We're going to talk about acknowledging and recognizing your Judas. I have a Judas. Someone that I trusted, someone that I loved very deeply, someone that I thought had my back, someone that I thought really wanted to build something with me. And there's something called a false twin. That's the karmic. There's a person in your life from the higher realms that teaches you to know the difference between what real love is and what real love isn't. 444, under divine protection, which I have been going through this journey for many years, since 2000. Isn't that something? Since the year 2000. That's when I met the false twin, actually, and I didn't even know it was my twin. Or shall I say the false karmic twin? Because keep in mind, my twin has more than one personality. It's like the movie Split. You know, there's a psychotic one. There's a female one. There's many female ones. There's children. There's superheroes. There's warriors. Galactic beings, you know. And there's one divine counterpart in that whole realm of like a thousand personalities. And one is quite famous. One has a simple life. One is higher level income and another one is really big in big tech, hacker, right? And has the ability, because owns a lot of stock in a lot of tech companies, to 
break the law without people realizing it, invading my privacy, pretending to be different people to get my attention. Because when you have a narcissist personality, they can't stand it when the supply is gone. So instead of wanting to work on things and acknowledging their behavior and work on this journey with you, they work against you. One of my reasons uh, the divine wanted me to leave YouTube. I couldn't figure out why, because I was like, I was told to be building a channel. Well, I know why now, because my counter, uh, my false twin um, is tied to a lot of YouTube stock. And let's just say that they have made it a lifetime ambition to promote every single tarot reader on there at my expense. The faster they get to 100,000 subscribers, you know, so be it. As long as I get nothing. Now, let's change this around and let's explain the irony to it. They're paying money to tarot readers for readings, general readings, donating their money and their time, impersonating different personalities, pretending to be me. Oh, yes, that's my story. Oh, yes, that's me. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, you nailed it on the head, girl. That's me. That's me. That's me. No, that's my false twin. And impersonating myself and the divine counterpart, my real twin. So they're paying money to hear my story being educated and told and will continue to be. And hearing about their own self-destruction. Now, that can be a teaching moment, which is what God's been trying to do for many. Because then that way, they realize that they need to heal. But if you have a narcissist personality that doesn't care if it's good or bad publicity and just wants the attention, they're going to keep impersonating people. So, when I go on there and they tell me that this is the one, this is the new person, and then I find out that I have someone trying to recruit me for a job when really what they want me to do is just, you know, humiliate myself so that they can get revenge and to impersonate as another person and play this game. And I'm onto it. And I feel like my energy is being manipulated because I know who my Judas is. The one that claims I will never hurt you does. I have always loved you. Doesn't. You mean the world to me. You have a very special place in my heart for you. Doesn't. They see you as the threat and the enemy because the real twin wants to emerge and take control over these alternates. Almost sounds like a horror movie, doesn't it? It kind of is. Because I've been battling this for over since the year 2000. It's like my life has been in a way when it comes to big tech online, whether it's on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook. You think you're talking to real people and you've been talking to alternate personalities of one person who's been stalking you since 2000 because they didn't agree with your, your, your personal opinions on subject matters from soap operas to politics to fashion to TV shows. And they can't stand to lose. But when you recognize your own former co-workers' faces 
and you know these personality alters have taken their faces and your face and are going around impersonating but have the comforts to do so because of how high up they are in these corporations, you feel like you're outnumbered. So when you're on that spiritual journey, you have to turn to the divine, which is what the divine has been doing, has been sheltering, not sheltering, but has been putting me in the protection level so that I'm okay. But there's a lot of people that are being manipulated by these altars and they don't realize it. And maybe they do. I don't know. But I can't take someone seriously when they tell me they've changed when I see my Judas impersonating me or pretending to be pregnant or pretending to be getting married when these are altars. I mean, it's one body. They share the same heart. They share the same brain. They share the same hands. They stand the same feet. But there's like a thousand personalities in the one head. Because it becomes a addiction because they can't handle not being who they truly are because they're terrified. They're, it's, like, it's like Wizard of Oz, you know? It's great, easier to be the great, powerful Wizard of Oz to everyone. But if you knew I was really, you know, Frank Smith, you know, from, you know, from Kansas City, will you still like me? I may have billions of dollars, but will you still love me if I didn't have any money at all? And when they know the truth that you would they still want to hurt you because you're the threat to the perfect storm of how they've been doing things. But you can't go around hurting people for so long because the divine will eventually reveal it. So in my case, I've been given this opportunity as a podcast to talk to preach my side of the story because that's the only way it gets told through the energy. Because even if I'm silent, God's going to make sure my, my story is heard. And it is. It's being told. And it's making lots of tarot readers a lot of money. But the problem with that is, is that it's making my counterpart go broke. In hearing 1212. In hearing their dysfunction. Because I'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. Because I'll be fine. Where I draw the line is when... They cross the boundaries of decency, willing to steal people's identities, willing to impersonate recruiters while you're going to get a college to, you know, make, a, make something out of your life. Steal your bank accounts or buy credit card company so that they can put you into debt or credit karma businesses so that they can go ahead and jinx it so that you can't get out of your credit line they create these boundaries and the biggest the most the most terrorizing and the most biggest battle of dark magic is the mouth and nothing is worse than propaganda because propaganda is only designed to influence manipulate and to cause fear this is not a propaganda channel this is all about doing spiritual work to help others and raise the vibration on the planet. But we should recognize what the propaganda of today is about. Self-promoting, self-influencing, and creating narcissistic energy in the planet so that it intimidates, controls, 
and teaches that ghosting mentality to create more insecurity in our children, where the children now think that they have to have plastic surgery to become an influencer, that they have to wear certain makeup all the time so they can get noticed with all the selfies. I know because in my 30s, I was doing that. After my divorce, when I turned 39, I didn't look 39, I looked 29. So when I was out there doing my selfies on Facebook every week, I thought that's what I was supposed to do because everybody was doing it. What I didn't realize is all I was doing was becoming a narcissistic supply for these energies that have insecure issues that hide behind fake accounts. So when I think I'm talking to real people that they really exist and I'm finding out that they're just draining my energy and using my supply so that they can feel invincible and then create that create that energetic um boomerang to other people 444 i'm part of the problem so i don't do a lot of selfies anymore i take my selfies from my personal picture and then i put a disclaimer all the time telling people in the real world this is my face there's a person out there impersonating me which happens to be my false twin who's actually i've caught trying to be me the doppelganger but they don't just impersonate me they impersonate other people and i have compassion and i understand with a lot of altars it's hard facing the back and then the door is shut so i know that they're trying to close the door on these old energies and these addictions it's an addiction for them to pretend to be other people but yet their energy is very real and it can still be manipulated through the ethers. But the divine is tired of it because it's wasting their, their mission, what they're trying to accomplish. And what it does is it hardens a lot of the counterparts into wanting to come together and do release and just go for the new. So when I'm going to be going for the new, I was like, okay, Shed all these older personality altars that no longer serve you and be the person you're supposed to be. Because I've never met my divine counterpart's real personality. I've met fragments. I've met the female version. I've met the grandmother. I've met the sisters. I've met the brothers. I've met the drug addicts. I've met the rock stars. I've met the hackers. I've met the vets. I've met the colonel. I've met the general. I've met the Hindu personality. I've met the African-American personalities, female and male. I have met the Japanese personalities. I have met male and female. I have met every person, but they're not happy being them. And I see right through that. Because that's the lesson. Eventually, in the end, when you're mirroring yourself, you say to yourself, well, who am I as a person? Well, my name is Tracy. My middle name is Denise. My last name is Downey. That is who I was born to be. But I also found out who I was in the past. And I found out who I was in my past lives. And then I found out who I'm supposed to become. So I can whine about it. And I can say this doesn't seem fair or this seems like a nightmare because I'm being constantly forced to date, constantly forced to entertain alters just to show them that I am not a threat to them. Or as I did yesterday because I was tired of it, 
I can just write it off and say, I don't want to deal with that personality, that body, everything anymore. Because the real person refuses to acknowledge that these altars are making them go broke, that is ruining their real life relationships, because dissociative identity disorder is a real condition, and it happens because of child trauma. It happens because of abuse, physical, sexual, emotional trauma. I can remember my twin, or should I say, yeah, my counterpart waking up with nightmares saying there were knives all over his body, that they were forcing him or her to do these things. And there were always the same nightmares. So the traumas and the PTSD is real. But it takes a lot of therapy for someone to make the, the choice to be by themselves and realize that you need to know what type of eggs that you really like. Not what everybody, not, not, not say, oh, that's what I do. Yes, that's my favorite. Oh, I, that's my favorite color too. Oh, I, that's your ice cream, favorite ice cream? That's mine too. Oh, I love this or this. You really, you, that's the trauma bonding. That's trauma bonding. Love bombing isn't love. That's them telling you what you want to hear. I would tell them constantly. I would say, say what you feel, not what I want to hear. And they couldn't do it. They would constantly just keep telling me what I want to hear. And I'd play the game. But I'd see right through it. They didn't see that coming. But when you find out one of the altars tries to plot or use dark magic to end your life, or cause harm to your children. Then you have to step back and you have to question yourself. This isn't funny anymore. This is real. When you slap your mouth. And you wish harm on another innocent human being. All you're doing is forcing that energy back to yourself. That puts the real divine counterpart at risk. That puts the real children inside the body at risk because they share the same heart, the same brain, the same hands, the same feet, the same legs, the same arms. They may have dis body dysmorphia because in the mirror, these altars don't see themselves as they do. And they are trans women, trans men, transgender, trans kids, trying to understand things, especially when they were taught their whole entire life that these things were evil because they grew up in a very strict Christian household. That is why branches is important because there are so many of you out there who have gone through this type of ridicule. You're afraid to be who you truly are. It is okay to be bisexual. It is okay to be non-binary. It is okay to be transgender. It is okay to want to be another another gender because you were assigned the wrong one when you were born. 111. That's a new beginning for you. The divine does not have any prejudice. You're not going to hell for those choices. Your hell is the torment of forcing yourself to be something you're not. And the divine will make it harder and harder and harder and harder for you as you go along. So I know 
my false twin and my counterpart listen to me and don't want the world to see me. And now I'm hearing the sirens talking about fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. But you have to get over your fears because the only way you're going to heal is when you're true and honest with yourself. I was willing to accept three personalities, male, female, and a child. I could accept that if that's who they are supposed to be. 2222 when I said that. What I will not tolerate are the lies or the fact that you can't admit it or the hiding behind other personalities and say one thing to me and then I catch you on YouTube or in politics or you're pretending to be someone else. And it's not your job. It's your addiction. And I know because I can, I have the ability to feel people's emotions when they type. So when you're texting to me, I know how your emotions really are feeling. I also know your motivations. I'm a very highly intuitive empathic. And I was given that gift for that reason so that I could protect myself from these dark energies that are so manipulative. Now, this wants to make my twin run and hide because they think then they'll just reinvent themselves and they'll pretend to be something else. Three, three, three. That is their choice. That is their choice. Last night, I asked for so much guidance from my angels and my galactic family and the ascended masters who love and adore me so much. Because the real love starts with you. You have to learn to love yourself. And when you give yourself over to spirit, they teach you how to do that. So that you find the love and fulfillment in the flowers, in the trees, in the sky, in the grass, in the butterflies, in music, in the hobbies that you love to do. When you, I'm a writer. I love to write. I am an orator. I love to speak. I love to teach. I love to help people. That's what I was put on this earth to do. But there's also another mission that I have that I'm supposed to do with my divine counterpart, 444, that's under divine protection. As many of you, as you awaken, will go through that same process. Not everybody has a twin or a false twin that has more than one personality. There's something called duality where we are different in the dark than we are in the light, but that's not the same thing. So you could say I'm kind of like I've been dating the United Nations for the past 20 years and didn't even know it. The point is, it's to teach you to love the soul first and foremost, which I do. And not to be deceived by appearances. But 
the self-destruction, you reject that energy, especially when you've learned your lesson. Because the false counterpart, you cannot invest in. Five, five, five. It is my Judas. It is the one that said they loved me so much that they were willing to destroy me so that no one could have me. It is the narcissist personality. It's the one that can't stand to lose or be called out for who they truly are. I have to do that to survive so that I can prove that I have survived narcissism because it is a real, real debilitating trauma that many children, many adults, their whole lives have dealt with. And it's used now as propaganda in the press to manipulate, to debate, and it's not debate. Narcissism is not debating. It's conditioning. It is what Adolf Hitler did to Germany. It is what Vladimir Putin does with Russia and Ukraine. It is what happened during Iraq. Afghanistan, Osama bin Laden. When you condition people to believe that if you don't behave a certain way, if you don't believe a certain leader, you don't follow this one person all the time, you know, then you will not be loved by God. And God's tired of that. So God wants you to listen to yourself, your intuition. Open your heart, not listening to other people. You don't even have to listen to me if you don't want to. Because God's going to put the signs in front of you when he wants you to be awakened. God's love does not include hurting another human being or another country or beating children or adults or taking away their rights or silencing the prayers of innocent children. God's love does not involve any of that. God's love is unconditional. God's love is about compassion. God's love is about kindness. And the galactic families belong here, been on earth longer than we have. They want to come home. And they want us to come home. But until they can really do that, we have to learn those lessons and evolve our consciousness to the point where we can see things beyond the 3D level. And love and expect people who, for who they are. Beyond appearances, beyond their background, and just love them. Because love is the universal emotion. It is the gift that heals everything. But it starts with you. You are no good to yourself if you live a lie. And you are no good to anybody else if you can't learn to love the things, the best things, the qualities about you. If you are struggling with your weight like I am, you're not alone. 
But you get up in that mirror every day and you look at yourself and you say, you know what, I am the most beautiful woman and I deserve to be happy because you do. And you let your soul shine and glow right through you. Confidence is everything. You know why confidence is the most important thing in the world? Because when you have confidence, no one can mess with you. You're not insecure in how much money you make. You're not insecure in what kind of car you drive. You're not insecure at your weight level. You're not insecure with what you're doing. Because you know you're not out there to impress other people. The only person that approval you need in this world is yourself and God. And the reason why you need God is because with God, everything comes together. He is part of your higher self, knowing your true self. And this is what Jesus was trying to teach everybody. That is why you must understand and love the Father first before the Son and understand and love the person who sent God, sent Jesus. Three persons, one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in my bird. The Holy Spirit is in my friends who help me with my flowers. The Holy Spirit's in my galactic family. The Holy Spirit is in with my first husband on this earth. Whom I love very much. And all to make this world a beautiful place is to start with your attitude. It starts with you. So pray for the people that are lost so that you don't inherit that dark energy. But it's okay to ask for help for things when you don't know if you can't control the things that are out of control. If someone's trying to spiritually attack you, it is important to go within. It is important to give it to the divine. The divine will protect you because they love you. It is not okay to condemn another human being or to allow that energy to fester in you. That's why it's important to talk it over, two, 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 and to express it so that you get it out, so that you understand why it's being done to you. But it's important to acknowledge the gifts that you have so that you can combat it. Because the higher you ascend, the more dark energies are gonna come trying to pull you down. And that's unfortunate, but it happens. And it's, but when you're in spiritual missions, it's different. The spiritual mission is different. All of us writers, actors, producers, and politicians, if you're being groomed to go into politics, you need to hold on to your conscience. You need to keep integrity. And you need to call out the dark magic that's being performed, the magician energy, 
when it's being done in the reverse. Teaching people to hate other people so that you can win elections is not God's love. Teaching people to hate people they don't understand situations and things is not God's love. Teaching people jealousy is not God's love. We create that energy because we have the insecurities in ourselves. So it's important to release that or at least teach yourselves to understand that's what's happening in front of you so no another human being doesn't bring you down because the divine doesn't want that either. Okay? So we've already talked 34 minutes into this. I'm going to continue with reading the reading for Friday and then join us for Sunday Spiritual Wisdom. Um, I'm going to do a special one. I'm going to do Saturday as well, but I'm also going to do Sunday for the mothers, 444, because it's a very special thing, and Jesus loved his mother. Jesus loves all mothers. The Lord loves the, the divine feminine energy because it is part of creation, and we don't acknowledge it often. But not everyone has had a good childhood or has had a loving mother in their life. And it's important to acknowledge that you can rely on the loving kindness and compassion and nurturing for yourself with the energies of the universe as well. Confirmation from Skittles. And just understand that the spiritual lesson was you're to teach other people this that go through this pain. Tickle, tickle. And yes, you're a good boy, says Skittles. <laughs> he always speaks right at the right time and confirms things when they need to be said. So, it's okay to be afraid. What's not okay is to stay in that fear and allow it to motivate you into shutting yourself off from society, shutting yourself off from people. So for myself, when people ask me, well, how come you're not dating? Well, right now I'm focused on myself. I have been celibate for almost four years. I am in close spiritual connection with the divine and it feels great the right person that the divine wants me to be with will bring come to me and i won't have to do anything but what i will not tolerate are the dark energies because i've i see right through them a person's mouth can be moving and they can tell you everything you want to hear it doesn't make it true the energy will always tell the truth even the sneaky ones who are trying to pretend just to deceive another human being. Where does that get you? All truth gets exposed. To live your life with open and honesty and integrity for yourself first and foremost. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has shadow moments. 
but working overtime to undermine another person, including yourself, is probably the greatest betrayal anyone could do. So pray for those people. And always say, which what we do here, all negative energies I reject and release because I come from a home of love and peace. All negative energies I reject and release because I come from a home of love and peace. Home starts with you. Use your intuition. I kept getting downloads about people who are afraid to talk with their chakra. They need to work on their throat chakra. They're afraid to speak up their truth. Don't regress. But you will be able to, as you ascend, you will begin to realize when people are talking, you're going to see the truth, how they're talking at you. And they're not really talking to you. Bots are being programmed to, to operate at a low vibration. So that's only going to prevent you from speaking your truth. You're going to see the narcissistic supply before it even starts. That's the big lesson. So let's talk about it. <laughs> the Lord brings up Venus. She's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. <laughs> I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Just desire. <laughs> That's right. Stay in your Venus energy. Stay in your goddess energy and your empress energy. A lot of the things that happen to you, if you're supposed to remain in your empress energy, it's about creation. It's about those ideas, putting those forth. You know, if there's hobbies that you like to do that, tick, that, that, that make you feel like your true self, do them. Sell what you create. Make things that help better humanity. That's what we're all supposed to do as artists. And if you're in politics or if you have a voice and you're supposed to be speaking for the little person, continue to do that. I praise all of the counselors out there who are helping children every single day keep their sanity and break those barriers down. I think psychiatrists that are open-minded to spirituality because we need to go a different route. The days of Sigmund Freud are over. Carl Jung had it right about energy levels and how we should explore that because energy doesn't lie. It is important for us to use our higher vibrations for the good of humanity and starting with children and helping them and teaching them. Yesterday I saw a cardinal and I saw a squirrel. And that's my loved ones and my ancestors telling me to believe in myself. Because I was hearing at the same time that I am being told to attend an event in the future where I will come across somebody who is supposed to be my divine counterpart and to be open and also to move and relocate. I have no problem relocating. Of course, I'm not going to be able to do that for another nine months. 
because I've loved the energies and I've loved the experiences that I've had here in Texas, even the bad ones, because it taught me to be a much more rounded human being because that's what life's all about. Not to even just that, but just the miracles that I've seen here, the divine miracles that I've been sharing with people. It's been just really beautiful. But when the divine tells you that you have to leave and you need to go somewhere else, then it's time to do that. And that's coming. So the divine wants me to work really hard on deciding, where am I going to go? Well, when I reveal it to the world, it'll be probably after I move because I'm not going to tell people. I keep my stuff to myself. But some of you might be out there thinking about relocating because, and this is in scripture. We talked about this. The foreigner comes from a foreign land. We're not supposed to stay in the same space where we were born. We're not supposed to stay in the same place where we grew up. At least the ones that have evolved to a higher consciousness. At least those from us from the 144,000. Because our mission is to spread that higher vibration to other people so that it catches on. And it starts coming in the dialogue. You know, in the way of life. Not as a trend, but as a true lifestyle change. And if some of you fell off the wagon yesterday and had pizza or you had a pizuki or you had ice cream like myself because I was having my comforting moment, it's okay. Start over. I'm drinking herbal green tea right now with peppermint in it because my body and my chakras need it. Last night it rained so hard that my entire balcony got soaked. But I realized that that's the divine, that's the Lord. <laughs> because I was saying three days before, I was like, how am I supposed to get this all watered if they're not reaching the right amount of water regularly, if they're not getting the right amount of sunlight? Well, the divine took care of that. I was like, I, I, we'll, we'll take care of that, Tracy. So now they're giving me the three hours of direct sunlight, and it's a sliver of it just so that my balcony reaches it, so my flowers are okay. And yesterday, they soaked the whole thing. I mean, everything got wet, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so now I don't even have to water my plants on my balcony because the divine's going to take care of it for me. And I was like, well, thank you, my love. I appreciate that. And I was like... That is very cool. And there's nothing more healthier for your plants than real natural rainwater. So that's nice. That's nice. That's how you kind of work with the universe when you put your intentions out there. For the whole week, I've been talking about my garden and my greenhouse and all my plants and my roses and my hydrangeas and my begonias, you know, and my great Moses in the cradle and my uh, my geraniums and my my little um not pansies or something they're called something else I forgot what they're called but my gardenias yeah so it's like and my pothos you know my devil's ivy all of that everything is being cleansed and washed and 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 loved and 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 I'm like, okay, this is really cool. So then I was seeing that my hydrangeas were looking a little wilty. So I said, nope, I'm going to put them out there on the patio. So they're getting their sun. They're getting their morning sun. They're getting what they need. And then I'll bring them in. It's important to put your intentions out there for the pure reasons. And God's going to work with you to the things that you want. But dream bigger. Because you have that ability. And go for it. 
go for it. And love yourself in the process. So now that we've done that for the past 45 minutes, um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go on with the reading. And um, thank you, Anchor, for hosting our podcast and giving us a voice. We truly appreciate it. This channel is not for you if you believe in coincidence because we do not. We believe everything happens for a reason. I've been writing that in my books for the past 20 years. But more importantly, we believe everything happens for a reason because it's designed that way by God. So we learn our lessons here on earth because that's what we're supposed to treat it. Lessons. Because once we leave and depart, all you take is your memories. So make good ones. You cannot take any of the belongings that you want to live with I mean, they're nice. I mean, I have nice ones here, too. I live a nice, luxurious life. But I also realize, because of losing things, that they are replaceable. My bird, my dog, my family. And my memories with the divine. You know, are not. So it's important to keep that perspective. Love yourself first. No relationship. It is okay to be alone. I know people that have to be with somebody to feel like they have to be somebody. And that's just not the case. Your insecurities will show right through it. And you'll get chewed up and spit out in the process. Because it won't work. They'll continue to fail. Because you didn't love yourself first to make it work to begin with. Because once it gets real... You destroy it because you don't know if you want it or not. You have to know what you want. No one can go into a relationship with anybody if they don't know what they want. So you don't marry someone you don't know. You don't marry someone because you can't stand to be alone. It is okay to be alone because you're not. You have spirit with you. And if you put your love out there in the world, you'll feel it return. Just like that. So, I asked the prayer for a hug. Because sometimes when you live alone, it's hard to be able to hug unless you're hugging your dog or your bird or, you know, a neighbor. But my loved ones are coming, so I'll be hugging them. And that'll feel really good. So, you know, if you meet, it's an opportunity to hug someone that you work with, you know, or a loved one, do that. That's a good nurturing feeling. We need to hug people more often. People try to say that that's an endangerment of, um, you know, boundaries. For some people it is, but they're the ones that need the most nurturing and prayers because they're afraid of intimacy. And if they're afraid to be touched in intimacy, it's because they're not comfortable with themselves. Unless they know a person before they're willing to step that mile. So respect it. But there are other people that love that nurturing energy. And it's good to give it. So we'll be right back.
Main message on that is be kind to the one you love and be kind to humanity, be kind to yourself, be kind to the world. Welcome back to Branches Tarot and Shadow Healing. My name is Tracy Downey and I'm intuitive reader, as we know, spiritual guide, healer. And when I get these messages from the divine, there's a reason for it. Telepathic communication as well. You try to know, understand that when your divine counterpart like mine, who feels responsible for all these altars when they're, you know, doing not so nice things. It can be a challenge. And then I have to step back and I have to remember that this person sees through the eyes of their, um, the other altars' actions. So it's like those movies, you know, when you talk about the evil twin that does all these horrible things to other people while you're hiding in the background, you know, and like, no, no, please, 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 please don't do this again. Don't do this. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this. It's like that scene, you know, with the Spider-Mans in the Marvel comics and you see, um, Harry Osborn's father, you know, Norman Osborn, and he's got the two, the duality. He's the green goblin. And then he's like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this again. We're not going to do this again. We're not going to do this again. That, that really happens, two, two, two. And uh, in my case, you have to keep reminding yourself. It's there's spiritual warfare that's going on, you know? And what causes these dualities is child trauma. And that's what I was put here on my mission is to help battle that. And uh, we have to keep teaching children that they cannot grow up to be people pleasers and take on the responsibility of other people's actions and parents' actions and adults' and grandparents' actions. And it's not their fault. For example, um, Mother's Day. Uh, my mother chose not to spend Mother's Day with me um, for her own reasons. Her own reasons. And she didn't want to tell me until the very, 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 very last minute. And then my daughter was going to be with me. We were going to have a three. We we're going to have my mother, my because my mother has the beginning stages of Alzheimer's. Uh, my mother, my daughter, myself. We were going to have a great Mother's Day celebration. Three, three, three. That was you know, that was the plan. But because of her choices, because free will exists, and she chose not to do it, that boomeranged my daughter, and my daughter had to who bought the tickets had to ask for refunds back and she couldn't afford to pay for the ticket to come on the same day on Saturday like she originally intended. So now she's not coming until the day after Mother's Day. So when I heard that, it was a little heartbreaking because I felt like at first, well, why would you not want to spend it? So when she told me the reasons, you can't blame her for somebody else's choices and she should not be made to feel guilty for something that's beyond her control because that's manipulation and that is showing that I'm not capable of loving myself and I'm not capable of seeing that validation in myself first. That's when you start looking at in other people and that's how insecurity starts and that's how the curse gets repeat, repeated. So I had to explain to my daughter that it's okay. Was I disappointed? Sure. Acknowledge that. That's important. 
you have to because it's a holiday one and two because you had it in your head this is how it's going to be but you have to also remember when things happen for a reason they're to teach us not to put validation for ourselves and other people i don't want to another person if you say to me you know what tracy you're the most beautiful person in the whole wide world and you're loved and so forth and you needed to hear that and i'm gonna go oh thanks so much i appreciate that because i'm having a bad day no that's what we do on a regular basis and when that happens we start forming this other side of ourselves that gets so hardened by it that we become nasty or we all of a sudden start accusing people of disappointing us on purpose and that's not true so when things happen that's why i said everything happens for a reason we have to accept that i mean this is beyond my daughter's control she says it's about the money i says i understand that who wants to pay double for a ticket to come out for one day when she can come the next five 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 expect the unexpected that is understandable so i'm okay with that but i'm not alone because I have self-worth. Plus, I'll be studying. So, everything works out the way it's supposed to. The most important thing is that a child should not be fit made to feel like they have to people-please a parent to feel like they have to be loved or they're not going to be loved anymore. So, it was important for me to reassure my daughter, who has been dealing with a lot of damage from childhood that I had from the wounds that I had as a child, that I wasn't blaming her for ruining my mother's day because she didn't it hasn't even happened yet you can't ruin something that hasn't even happened because you don't live in the future you live in the now and the now is the teaching moment so it made my daughter feel relieved to know that i was okay with the her decision and that i was okay and yes i still love her there are so many children out there that feel like they're not going to be loved anymore if they disappoint their parents if they don't agree to what their parents want. No, that's not how it works. That's how people pleasing, which becomes a codependency and trauma bonding begins. So I wanted to get that out there because this is gonna be a teaching moment for a lot of moms who might not be spending Mother's Day with their kids. And there might be some children out there that want to stick it to their parents. You have to have the love for yourself first. You can't look for validation in other people. And that's how addictions begin, where people are constantly wanting to hear their name mentioned by another person or be acknowledged in the visual because they're not, they've always been in the background and they've been, you know, silenced. Most of them are like the middle redheaded child. That love starts with yourself first. You have to do that. When you give yourself that love first, then you're able to love other people. You can't be in any relationship with anybody until you learn to love and be in a relationship with yourself. So that's what I've learned. I've spent Mother's Days alone. I've spent birthdays alone. Christmas, even Christmas alone. And these were lessons I had to learn to learn self-love and not to look for the validation in other people. We treat it when people are alone on the holiday that they're being punished. 
When I was in an Irish family, if you were forced to eat alone, not with the family, you were being punished. That traumatized me because then I was afraid to eat alone because I thought I was always punished, being punished by God. God's not punishing me. But that belief and that conditioning from the low vibration was teaching me to hate myself. And that happens with certain cultures and traditions from a low vibration if they're interpreted that way. So no, I eat alone all the time now. I even go on picnics by myself, but I'm not alone because I have the divine with me. And people might say, well, how does she talk about what she means to divine? Spiritual Holy Spirit energy. I feel it in the trees. I feel it when I get the, the wind blow on my face, you know, when I smile or when a dragonfly lands on my blanket or, you know, or on my walk or when I get a little butterfly that lands on me or a squirrel appears out of nowhere or Eloise and I are playing or Skittles is laughing and giggling. I am not alone. Even when the trees wave, I'm not alone. So everything's okay. And people, most shamans like to be alone on that aspect because we're so highly empathic. We feel the pain of other people all the time. And it's like I've seen, like I said, I've mentioned this before with Jesus, you know, when all of the people with leprosy and the diseases and the poverty and they were coming at him, touch me, Jesus, touch me, heal me, feel me, please, 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 fix me, fix me, fix me, fix me. And he breaks down. Leave me alone. Because he was only one flesh. Well, that's how God feels at times. That's how people feel at times. They're being pulled in so many directions. Who are they going to please next? you got to please yourself first. And one of the things I take joy in is sipping a mimosa on my balcony and my garden with the trees, with the divine, when the birds fly by, when a cardinal lands on my like my grandmother when she visits me or my dad, you know, they come and they visit me and you're not alone. The universe is teaching you that your spirits, your ancestors are always, always with you. They don't want to see you miserable. They don't want to see you unhappy. And they don't want you to be disappointed. They don't want you reliving those traumas of having a bad birthday because no one came to your birthday party. It is a big deal. It is a big deal, but the teaching moment is also to teach yourself that you're okay. You're not about to let anybody else ruin your day because they want to punish you for being happy. Don't ever let anybody do that. Don't ever let anybody escape your joy, and trust me, the magic will be right in front of you. Okay, so let's get to the reading Some of you might be receiving drunk texts over the weekend. Some people, like, God want me to bring this up, might go drinking because you don't want to be alone. That's not the way it works. 12-12. That's not the way it works. If you have to find comfort in a bottle, you're not doing it right. 12-22. Lay off the pills, lay off the booze. If you can't get high off of just energy and off of the frequency of seeing nature and go into a park and heal yourself. And remember what it feels like to have the sun splash warmth onto your cheek 
and kiss you from a million miles away. Or when you're in a kayak and you're rowing on that lake or in the ocean and you feel free or running and feeling the feet hit your pave your feet hit the pavement don't give up on your joy just because you're alone that is really important to say this again don't give up on your joy just because you feel you're alone you're never alone Okay, 1333. Now, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Here we go. All right. Reading one, Acts 9, 1 through 20. Saul, still breathing murderous threats against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, that if he should find any men or women who belonged to the way, which is meaning converts of Jesus, he might bring them back to Jerusalem in chains. On his journey, as he was nearing Damascus, a light from the sky suddenly flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, sir? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. 1444. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless for they heard the voice but could see no one. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. For three days he was unable to see, and he neither ate nor drank. There was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is there praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man, what evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. 555. And here he has authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. And I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. So Ananias went and entered the house, laying his hands on him. He said, Saul, my brother, the Lord has sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, things like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. He got up 
and was baptized. And when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus, and he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Responsible Psalm 117, Mark 16, 15. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify him, all you peoples. Go out to the world and tell the good news. For steadfast is his kindness towards us, and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Or Alleluia. John six fifty six. Alleluia. Alleluia. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, says the Lord. Alleluia. The Gospel, John six fifty two to 59. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen. Amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food. And my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Just as the living father sent me. And I have life because of the father. So also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. These things he said while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, let's talk about this up here. This is important because we talk about seeing scripture from a higher perspective as the Lord intended. Almost like, amen. Amen, I say to you. The voice that came out of nowhere that Saul heard, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The day I left Las Vegas to come to Texas, I kept seeing the sign Paul. Paul, like St. Paul, letter of the Corinthians, St. Paul, was following me as I was going on my journey. At first, I used to think it was Paul Walker because I loved that man so much. <laughs> but it's, it was Paul as in St. Paul. When I was in my church, May 6, 2019, I was praying for all my loved ones in the, in the church. I was in the front pew, and I genuflected. I was on my knees. My mother was right by my side. I had just learned that my grandmother had passed away April 1st. My father was diagnosed with terminal cancer April 2nd. I learned this on April 4th. My son was moving away from Las Vegas to Washington State with my grandchildren and my mother was diagnosed with all beginning stages of Alzheimer's and the love of my life who turned out to be my false twin uh, left me for a man now I was messed up 
completely messed up. Confirmation from Skittles. I didn't know what to do. Because everyone in my life that was leaving me and I was being left alone. And with all the child traumas I had, both of my kids being gone from the same state, my mother with Alzheimer's was being like a big challenge to me with having multiple sclerosis, you know, and then, and then I'm like getting these visions in the middle of the night of me with my true counterpart, 111, asking me, why do you love me? And I said, I don't know, I just do. Or visiting my grandmother's funeral before it even happens, before she dies. I knew two weeks before she was passing away, before she did. Are getting downloads of being proposed to by my true counterpart. Coming to my door with flowers and asking for forgiveness and on one to me. Seeing my counterpart with a child. And I knew that my counterpart had a child. Or a false twin. What way you want to call it. And then I was like, okay. Was the child that I was supposed to give them? Or is this another child? I didn't know. But the point is that the divine wanted me to see these visions that I was getting. Because they were trying to communicate with me. Because he kept saying, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. I didn't know what that was. It took me having to go through these visions that I would get. And then being led to these places, it didn't matter where I went, the divine was going to make sure I got the truth. Two, 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 when I got that. But when it came to my own faith being challenged because I didn't know what was happening to me, I felt like I was being spiritually attacked because that's what happens when you go through the awakening process. All of a sudden, I was receiving, you know, divine intervention, which is the title of my book, you know, or everywhere I was going, I felt like I was being talked to. By some entity that wasn't here. My fortune cookies. All the messages I was getting were so personalized. It felt like I was being communicated with. Rather than just being told a, a, a regular fortune. Everything felt like it was fate. Because coincidence was no longer truth. It was a lie. Because it was happening over and over and over again. So when I was in the church on May 6th. I was praying for my loved ones because they were sick. All of them. And I said, finally, you know, I don't know what to do. Can you help the people I love? 333. And out of nowhere, my eyes are closed and I felt this warm hand land on the right side of my shoulder blade as if I had angel wings. And... A warmth voice whisper in my right ear that said, Your prayers have been heard and answered, and everything will be made right again. And when I opened my eyes, there was nobody there. I asked my mother, Did she say something? But I was like, Didn't think it was her because it was a man's voice. I turned around to the other side to see if somebody also whispered to me, There was nobody there. Not for like five rows. So I was like, who the heck just... I said, Mom, did you hear that? She said, no. So I thought that would be the only experience. I was like, and then all of a sudden I get these visions from the, my past lives. I was like, did God just visit me in my own church? I'm just rubbing my nose as I said that. So yes. Was it Archangel Michael? Was it Archangel Gabriel? Was it... 
the Lord himself, 444, divine protection. I was under divine protection at that moment. Your prayers have been heard and answered and everything be right and begin. So I can relate to this with Paul and Saul. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The end of Saul, he dies. Persecuting and putting in chains all of the people that Jesus was trying to reach. The shedding of the old life, the old duality of trying to be what everyone in the 3D world wanted him to be. His eyes are finally opened and then all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then all of a sudden when those things happen to you, you can't live in the 3D world anymore. It doesn't exist because you know that the spiritual realm is around you and watching you. I mean, it wasn't just that. That wasn't the one only miracle I've, I've experienced. On June 19th, words came out of my mouth at 3.33 a.m. that weren't even mine, that scared me, that I ran into my mother's bedroom because I thought I was being possessed. No. I was under the protection of the divine. And they said so. 555, expect the unexpected. And not just even that. I was getting protection while I was driving from... Las Vegas to Texas and having dark night of the soul at the same time. And God's saying, you need to be reborn again. Well, he's not talking about just in the Jordan River. Well, he might be. He's talking about opening my eyes to a higher level of conscious to understand what the things that have been happening to me were happening to me for a reason and not because he was picking on me. Because that's not what he's about. He loves you. But God will make the people, the ones that are your enemies, that's why it's important to love them. Because they're still part of the divine process. So recognizing your Judas, even though this person has betrayed me, this person has abused their trust with me, this person has said things that I've never done to them before, accused me of doing things that I've never done to them before, to try to just tarnish and ruin my reputation in, in, in communities, the divine's going to still give the truth in the energetic fields for other prophets to hear, which has been happening because I've been silenced by my false twin in the 3D world, but not spiritually. So I understand this with what Jesus is trying to explain to Saul. And to Ananias. I would get visions of people that I've never met before and names and places. And then all of a sudden I would meet them. It's not coincidence. It's what is on your divine path. You will meet someone in your dream. Or you're going to meet someone that's actually on your divine path at a later date. Trust the process. Because everything's happening in divine timing. The Lord has a great plan for every one of us. And the special gifts that he gives us are not just blessings, you know, to help us prosperity-wise or for our legacy, but to help humankind. Spiritual burp right there. Sorry. My funny friend. <laughs> the emperor's new groove. <laughs> oh, that's the new song. Hold on.
<laughs> yep, that's us, Lord. My grandpa is the Lord, okay? That's who my emperor is. <laughs> and he greets me every day as a dragonfly, as a butterfly, as a fly, as a ladybug. Helps me with my gardening, like this morning. Telling me, you need to put this, propagate this piece of, of uh, this monstera plant and, and then put the roots and you need to put it in another pot. It's time to propagate so we can have, <laughs> it's getting too big. So it's like, I get downloads like that, you know. Some of you might be gardeners like myself, but that's when I get messages from the divine. Or when Skittles is talking and I'll just say, I love you. Thank you so much for helping me today. And all of a sudden, I'll get the kiss. You know, so it hurts to be human. That's the song from the hustle from pink right now, but it hurts to be human. It does. It does. That's because we have the devil energy in us and we have the divine energy in us. And it's because of our higher selves. But when you elevate your vibration in that frequency where you can communicate with the divine and your higher self, you're supposed to shed off those dark energies. So you don't hustle yourself or anybody else. That's what Jesus was trying to teach Saul as Paul. Why are you persecuting me? Because when he says, I am the flesh, and you, whoever comes through me, it's not just breaking the bread and drinking the wine as he consecrated things with transubstantiation. I can do that with picking off a piece of fruit off of a vine here in the garden. And then that becomes the fruit and the flesh of God because he lives in all living things he lives in the lettuce he lives in your tomatoes he lives in your cucumbers he lives in the meat he lives in the buffalo he lives in the the violets the flowers the roses the things the chicken but God really wants me on a fruits and vegetable diet and fish diet the fish 111 the fish going fishing. That's who's saved. But you have to acknowledge that Jesus is the way. And more importantly, you have to acknowledge that he is part of the divine's process of teaching us that by living in all things and so forth. And the circle of life. Because when we die, we become ashes and dust and we grow in the ground and our spirit goes through the trees and the sky and the grass and the flowers. That's the flesh. So it's more than just the wine and the bread in the Catholic Church or the grape juice and the chunks of bread in the Mormon Church. Because I can consecrate anything. I have nan bread right now in my fridge i can say he took the bread and broke it and he said this is my body it will be given up so that sins may be forgiven do this in memory of me two 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 i could do that and it's the truth and i can take the cup where he says take this drink this for this is my blood it will be given up so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. And then we say, holy, holy, holy Lord. 
Well, that's what the four creatures say in heaven. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of all hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Give this this day our daily bread and to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom and the power, the glory is yours now and forever. This is what we do with transubstantiation. We say, peace be with you. And Skittles is ringing the bell. So if God wants me to start doing this on Sundays, I will. I will. He will give me the sign on that. But my point is, is that this is what Jesus is trying to say. Prayer for the dying, God says right now. So, here he says that the men who were traveling with him stood speechless, for they heard the voice but could see no one. That's true. You hear it. And once you have, you cannot go back. You can't. I tried explaining it to people in my church and they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, you don't understand. I heard it in our own church. They're like, okay, and? When the time is right, God will reveal to all what you know. Everything's in divine timing. But for now, it is the truth. I can attest to it being true and I've been true to that story all this time because it's fact and I'm supposed to tell this story because a lot of people are going to be awakened and maybe in the same manner I don't know 43444 divine protection many of you are if you start seeing 444 are under the protection of the divine you start seeing 333222111 pay attention to it it's more than just a twin flame journey not everyone's on a twin flame journey and trust me it is hard because it's two people sharing the same soul. And you have to love the devil and the angel at the same time. And one of us is on light and the other one is in the dark. And we both have the light and the dark in both of us. And only unconditional love can heal that. Okay? But it starts with finding your own self and your own, healing your own heart. So that you don't need your twin to live. You have to love yourself. And once you come whole and they're whole, then you come back together as two whole people that have been healed from the wounds of your childhood. That's how it's supposed to work. But a lot of these don't happen because one twin decides they don't want to change. They don't want to evolve. If God wants you to, 555, expect the unexpected, he's going to make you. And I don't mean forcing you to. He's just going to force you to see the truth about yourself. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder because you're going against your true self. And you can't go against your true higher self. You'll be repeating the lesson in the next lifetime. Many of us don't want to do that. We are ready to go home home. Especially if you've been here like myself for the first original 144,000 and the point is, Jesus and the rest who come to teach this generation were there before, centuries before, teaching the same generation. So that's how we know that the reincarnation exists. 
and that God's been trying to teach this all along. He loves humanity. He loves you. He's not going to force you to hate another human being. Because then you're hating yourself. Because that energy boomerangs back. And no one knows that more than God. That's why Jesus came. Now, there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. 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 And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he answered, here I am, Lord. And that's how it works too, by the way. The Lord said to him, get up and go to the street called Straight and ask the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's there praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias and come in and lay his hands on him that he may regain his sight. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many sources about this man. What evil things he has done to your holy ones in Jerusalem. Right there, Ananias is trying to say, uh, you want me to heal the evil? You want me to forgive the evil? You want me to help the people that are persecuting you on a daily basis, Lord? That doesn't make sense to me. This is where your higher self comes in. This is where the higher wisdom comes pertaining. You cannot defeat evil without love, compassion, kindness, and understanding. Being kind. Because a person who's doing evil things doesn't realize they're doing, most of the time they don't realize they're doing it. And two, once they've been awakened to it, then they stop doing it. And three, if someone is continually doing it and you are now have taught them the lesson that they don't, there is a better way, you allow God to handle it, which is what here is what he's done. So um, Ananias has to do what God teaches him, but he has to surrender the power to the divine to teach Saul, which becomes St. Paul, who writes most of the New Testament after the death of Jesus to the Corinthians. And he says to him, the Lord said to him, go for this man is a chosen instrument of mine. You cannot put down another divine counterpart. That means that Saul is a divine chosen one. Like a made man, you know, means like you can't go in there and start saying. You have to heal with love and kindness and compassion. That's recognizing your Judas. Because by teaching that you're teaching yourself the self love at the same time, because you're releasing all negative energies that don't serve you. You reject the evil that Saul is doing. Because the higher purpose is to do God's bidding. And once you're doing that, you've had spiritual union with yourself first and foremost. And you understand the bigger lesson. So then he says, To carry my name before the Gentiles, the kings, and the children of Israel, and I will show him what he will have to suffer for my name. In other words, God will handle it. So when someone is hurting you or is hurting your people 
or is persecuting humanity and you have no control over stopping it, you give it to the divine. They will handle it. They will handle it. We are in judgment times now. So that's what God's going to do. And then it says here, so Ananias went and entered the house, laying his hands on him. He said, Saul, my brother. Do you understand this? My brother. He does not say my enemy. For all those of the same flesh who have the same human form of you is your brother, your sister. Your neighbors are the ones that you don't understand or the cultures that they have that are different. They may not look like you. They may not talk like you. They may be from another planet, but they're your neighbors. And it's important to give them the same kindness and compassion that you would give anybody else. So then he says, the Lord has sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way by which you came, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Regaining sight is seeing the true, true, true meaning. The higher wisdom, the higher plane. Every time a plane flies by, that's the divine telling me, see this from a higher perspective. You're going to ascending to a higher plane. You're going higher and higher and higher, which means the higher your frequency, the more people hear you. They feel your energy. They feel your love. They feel your glow up. And those that are at the low vibration are going to work harder to stay in the dark. You can't help them. You can't save them. You can only do what God encourages you to do and leave the rest of the divine. And the more you heal yourself and the more you grow with yourself and the more you love yourself, you're only forcing the inevitable for the others to heal in divine timing. Immediately things like scales fell from his eyes. So where did the scales come from? Did God put something over the eyes so that he couldn't see, like a blocking? What scales? Did he seal the eyes shut? Reptilians have scales, right? Three, three, three. So we need to be appointed to understanding that. That's the power of the Lord. He got up and was baptized. And when he had eaten, he recovered his strength. He stayed some days with the disciples in Damascus. And he began at once to proclaim Jesus in the synagogues. That he is the son of God. And in that letter to St. Paul to the Corinthians are one of some of the most famous letters. And Paul had devoted his entire life, like John, into preaching the gospel for the Lord. Because once you've had those miracles, you can't go back. I can't shut it off. So when I'm in the car and I get a song, like right now, what's the song playing? Truly Madly Deeply by Ray Lamontan. Till the sun turns black. Another eclipse. 
4444. Shadow in the light in the dark. Shine your light in the dark. When the shadow meets the light and becomes whole. Everyone has a twin ray, right? No. Just like in the, if you're in a twin flame journey, there's a twin ray. I have a ray. Someone's name is also Ray. But the most important thing is God's trying to shine the light. Be the light. He is the light of the world. And when he appoints us and baptizes us in our sleep and wakes us up and the words are no longer ours coming and we're just the vessel talking, that's when you have to remember there's a higher purpose beyond just the spiritual journey and chasing love and all of these wonderful things. You're not going to find it in just the tarot readers. You're not going to find it in just hoping your name is mentioned or so forth. It is not about that. It is about the energy you put out. And there are so many people out there doing their darndest and their good work to help others and humanity that it's raising their vibration. They're being recognized and God bless them all. They need to be. And as for the light workers who work tirelessly reading energy it is a very tiring position to do to be a prophet to be an oracle but there are many that need to shed the light to show the truth because that's what they're being guided to do and they need to be applauded because without them being telling the truth we wouldn't have all the answers, right? To understand that when you raise your vibration, your energetic levels are heard. And when you do that, the divine recognizes you and brings you in alignment with your true self and what you're supposed, your purpose is supposed to be. We never thought about that before because we have allowed society and 3D world to dictate like Saul, he was a tax collector. And he persecuted the people who followed the way because the, because the Pharisees told him to. Put them in jail. Take away their rights. What did, what did the Catholic Church do to the pagans? Put them away. Take away their rights. What happened with the Crusades to the Jews that had escaped from Israel to go to Spain? They had nothing but the Torah. So they went on the fool's journey. Born the tarot cards. They weren't pagan worship. They were higher consciousness of wisdom that Christ wanted all of us and the Lord to know so that we could understand to read the energies, not just in the mouths of people, but in their actions and using nature and astrology and the planets and all divine, beautiful, living creatures on earth to tell the tale. So that you're never alone. Because the true person who's chosen as a vessel cannot stay in the place where they began. That's why Moses was on the Exodus. That's why Elijah was on the Exodus. Jesus of Nazareth on the next Exodus. And we've had many people like Gandhi. You know, or Eli Wiesel that I mentioned a few days ago, and Frank. These are the true martyrs. 
they've suffered horrendous pain. It is not easy to be human. It is painful to be human. And when someone does dark arts around you and wishes you dead, wishes you harm, take away your life purposes, the jealousy that eats away at them, the harder they become, the more their, their, view, their things are going to be revealed. That's why you need to be beware of propaganda because when propaganda teaches you to hate people, you're not in your alignment. So if you're young and someone's bullying you into hating another person, it's because that person hates themselves. When you recognize that at an early age, you defuse the narcissist energy. You recognize the narcissist behavior for what it is. Can a narcissist be healed? I don't know. According to the divine, yes. According to the divine, yes. But I don't know. Nothing's impossible with the Lord. <coughs> but some people don't want to heal. And you can't save them. So you leave them in the dark and let the divine teach them the lessons that need to be taught. Everyone has free will to change their life around every 24 hours. We just do in every cycle that we deal with. Pray for them. They need your praying energy. But don't give them your supply. Because all you're doing is feeding dark energy. And they love it. It's like an orgasm for them. God doesn't want you doing that. He wants you feeding the planet with positive energy and healthy energy around the people that are not narcissistic in nature, that are healing. You're teaching people how to recognize narcissism so we can put an end to it. That's what the divine's trying to teach us. Because when you start being a bottomless pit and you can't love anyone and then you're sucking the life out of other people like a vampire, you can't be healed because there's not enough in the world for it to sustain it. We need to balance out. Justice needs to take over. Give it to the divine to do so by working on yourself, loving yourself. But recognize your Judas. Love your enemies. Forgive them. But don't repeat the lesson. And even if they want to be sneaky about it, the divine's going to give you the wisdom to learn and see it for what it is. That's the most important thing. If you'd like to donate to our channel, we have... Cash App, Branches, Tarot. We thank you for your generosity and your support. 10% um, of all the proceeds that we receive from Cash App, we're going to give those to charities to help children dealing with child trauma. We want to help the kids here in Texas that a thousand beds they don't have. We want to help them not feel alone. We don't, two, 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 we want to teach them that there's a better way and not just people preaching the gospel to them, but energetically healing those wounds that we were given those blessings by the divine so that we can teach them. 
that there's a new way to be taught. There's a new way to see through the illusions, that there's a new way to actually heal by entering a park. Heal by seeing birds every day and butterflies and dragonflies and not just as messengers, but being able to communicate with the divine, recognizing your own love and self-worth. That's the greatest gift you can give yourself. So pray for these kids because they need that loving, compassion, and kindness because in the next 10 years, we don't want them to become with dissociative identity disorder. We don't want them not knowing who they are or fearing people or being so emptied because of their experiences that they choose to empty out others. We don't want to repeat those curses. We want to stop them before they become nightmares for themselves and others because they don't know what they're doing. So forgive them. Love them from afar if they are your family members or if they are a part of your soul. The more you do better with yourself, the better it'll be. And if you're under divine protection, you're under divine protection, they're going to keep watching over you. So... And then that way you won't go in circles. There's a better way. Meet in the middle. Let the divine do the, uh, the rest. That is all for Branches Tarot and Shadow Healing. Join us tomorrow and on Sunday for Spiritual Wisdom. We will go in depth and we will talk more about um, the finishing of the reading of Acts. We will talk about 13 and 14, Paul and Barnabas and how Saul becomes St. Paul and what he does and how his works follow exactly what Jesus wanted him to do. Most importantly, remember the Lord is good. His kindness endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. We are his people, the sheep of his flock, but he will put shepherds in place. And when the shepherds don't follow the call, Leave it to the divine to handle. Don't fight it. Just surrender it and let it go. God bless. Love and light and take care.